the Bible Study Podcast, episode 730. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Hosea with chapter 2. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Chapter 2 of Hosea starts this way. Say of your brothers, my people, and of your sisters, my loved one. Israel punished and restored. Rebuke your mother, rebuke her, for she is not my wife, and I am not her husband. Let her remove the adulterous look from her face and the unfaithfulness from between her breasts. Otherwise, I will strip her naked and make her as bare as on the day she was born. I will make her like a desert, turn her into a parched land, and slay her with thirst. I will not show love to her children, because they are the children of adultery. Their mother has been unfaithful and has conceived them in disgrace. She said, I will go after my lovers who give me my food and my water, my wool and my linen, my olive oil and my drink. Therefore, I will block her path with thorn bushes. I will wall her in so that she cannot find her way. She will chase after her lovers, but not catch them. She will look for them, but not find them. Then she will say, I will go back to my husband as at first, for then I was better off than now. She has not acknowledged that I was the one who gave her the grain, the new wine and oil, who lavished on her the silver and gold, which they used for Baal. Therefore, I will take away my grain when it ripens and my new wine when it is ready. I will take back my wool and my linen, intended to cover her naked body. So now I will expose her lewdness before the eyes of her lovers. No one will take her out of my hands. I will stop all her celebrations, her yearly festivals, her new moons, her Sabbath days, all her appointed festivals. I will ruin her vines and her fig trees, which she said were her pay from her lovers. I will make them a thicket, and wild animals will devour them. I will punish her for the days she burned incense to the Baals. She decked herself with rings and jewelry and went after her lovers. But me she forgot, declares the Lord. Therefore I am going to allure her. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. There I will give her back her vineyards and will make the valley of Angkor a door of hope. There she will respond as in the days of her youth, as in the day she came out of Egypt. In that day, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband. You will no longer call me my master. I will remove the names of the Baals from her lips. No longer will their names be invoked. In that day, I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field, the birds in the sky, and the creatures that move along the ground. Bow and sword and battle I will abolish from the land so that all may lie down in safety. I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you in righteousness and justice. In love and compassion, I will betroth you in faithfulness, and you will acknowledge the Lord. In that day, I will respond, declares the Lord. I will respond to the skies, and they will respond to the earth, and the earth will respond to the grain, the new wine, and the olive oil, and they will respond to Jezreel. I will plant her for myself in the land. I will show my love to the one I called not my loved one. I will say to those who called not my people, you are my people. And they will say, you are my God. So this is a verse that if you didn't have the context of Hosea, you might read it very differently because it's God talking to 
the people of Israel, especially Israel, the northern kingdom, and talking to them as if they were that bride who has been unfaithful. Because they have, although not in the same way, they've been unfaithful with other gods. And so until you get to the places in here where it starts to talk about the Baal, who are Canaanite gods who Israel was lured into worshiping, or Israel started worshiping, and until you get into that, it sounds like it's somebody who's been jilted like a lover. And of course, it's supposed to sound that way because we remember in the first chapter, Hosea is told to marry a adulterous woman and told to marry her and then to call his children, you were not, you know, not loved and, and all of those things to illustrate that they have been like that to God, that they have been unfaithful to God. And so this starts like many of the chapters in the prophets, minor prophets, major prophets, with this rebuke and this warning. And it ends with a picture that is very different. It ends with a picture of reconciliation. Because again, remember, although all of this, you know, at least through the first half of this chapter is all about, sounds like punishment, basically, a rebuke and, you know, all the problems that are going to happen because of what you've done, where God is trying to get the people of Israel is repentance and reconciliation and restoration. And so the ends of this is always the prophet calling out for a day when they return, a day when they will be faithful, as they never were, as we now know. But that was not what the prophet was sent for. Prophet Hosea was sent to see if God could bring them back, to see if he could do the work of God to bring them back to him. So we get all of this allegory here about wives and husbands that is meant to be talking about God and his people. And again, it, if you took it out of context, it would be hard to know that. And so one of the things that's interesting about this, I thought, is that it talks about the unfaithfulness of this woman to her husband and how all of the things she thinks she has gotten from her lovers, those she's been unfaithful with, actually came from her husband. Okay, so what we know that means is all of those things that she thinks were from the worship of the Baal were really coming from God. And so God is going to take away the food and the water and the wool and the linen and the olive oil and the drink and all of those things that they have been crediting as coming from the ball, has been coming from these false gods. And think of this from God's point of view that you do all of these good things for Israel and you bring Israel out from Egypt and you protect them and you send them leaders and you give them this good land to live in. And they start worshiping other gods and giving those gods, those fake gods, these pieces of wood and pieces of, of rock, as it talks about in the book of Isaiah, credit. And so the, verse 8, for instance, she has not acknowledged that I was the one who gave her the grain, the new wine and the oil, who lavished on her the gold, silver and gold, which they used for Baal. And so even the very sacrifices that they are making and sending to this false gods all of the things that they are sacrificing come from God. All of the things that they have been given. And think about 
how God would feel about that. And God's not going to be particularly happy with them when that happens. And so God basically says in the first part of this, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to ruin your vines and your fig trees, which you said were pay from your lovers. Basically, you were crediting the false gods with how wonderful your vines and your fig trees are. Great. Let them fix it. I'm going to make them a thicket and wild animals will devour them. I'll punish her in the dark. So all of these things is basically if, if you're giving credit to the Baal, let the Baal handle it. Let the Baal fix these things because it turns out you're giving credit wrongly. You're giving credit to some, you're giving credit to a hunk of stone that didn't do anything for you. But it does, again, look forward to the day, look forward to the day when in love and compassion, I will betroth you in faithfulness and you will acknowledge the Lord. Basically looking forward to the day where they will come to their senses and the new wine and the olive oil will flow and they will say to the people who he has called, not my people, you are my people. And they will say, you are my God. He's basically calling the people to come back. And that's what Hosea is all about. The whole book is this call to the people of Israel to come back, to come back while there is still time. And how does that have anything to do with us? Uh, Hopefully you have not been worshiping false gods in your house. And uh, I I think there's two ways to interpret that. One is actual idols, uh, and let's not have those. And the, but the other thing is, how much do we credit other things for the gifts that God has given us? How often do we look at the things that we've gotten and are not thankful to God for them? And I don't have an answer to that question, but I think it's a question that we should each ask is, are we grateful for that which God has given us? Do we know where the good things in our lives come from? question for you to ask yourself this week. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcast.